1: Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. How can we move through these turbulent times, Mm, continue to move through these turbulent times because it feels like it's going on forever, doesn't it? How can we keep going and move through with ease and grace? Well, spiritual lifestyle expert Trish McKinley is here today, and she's brought along some practical tips and insights for using what she calls the forgotten tools of the universe to raise our vibration and to change our lives. Are you ready to meet her? As an author, in-demand speaker, prolific YouTuber, and lifetime psychic, much to her kid's dismay, Trish McKinley has empowered thousands of lies over the last 25 years through the forgotten tools of the universe, her secrets, strategies, and shortcuts to manifest success and prosperity. Trish combines all of this with her background in personality, behavior, and temperaments to help people and teams better understand what makes us all tick through her goddess personality archetypes. Now, you can find out lots more about Trish and her work at TrishMcKinley.com. Trish, welcome to Out of the Fog.
0: Yay! Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me. I'm
1: so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so what are the forgotten tools of the universe.
0: They're really all those magical things that we used to talk about, like crystals and your sixth sense, talking with angels, believing in fairies, working with fairies, using power animals, like all that stuff that the ancients used to use they they worked with the moon cycles they worked with the astrological signs they worked with the solstice and the equinox and the celebrations and when you align with that energy oh my gosh we would not have turbulent times you think about it, think about really what we're going through now and think about what our ancestors went through when they were just trying to figure out where are the animals going to (laughs) be for, Mm. you know, for our survival. Let's follow them because they know. I mean, they knew that animals set the tone for their livelihood. Like they would thrive because they would know if the animals are going here, they know where the water is. Let's follow. So that's really where it all kind of settles, but it begins
1: with us. It begins within you with your intuition. I wonder if these are, they're forgotten tools, but they also feel like tools that, that we on purpose ignore or denigrate, or we kind of put them off to one side of our awareness. Why do we do that?
0: Ooh, I just love how you just put that though. That is just rich, but it's so accurate too. I don't know because it's embarrassing to admit because, you know, think about there were witch trials. That makes you really nervous about saying anything that kind of remotely could be tracked to that. I believe that there is stigma that's connected when in reality, it's natural. We've forgotten that... Women used to talk about this stuff all the time. And if you even, not so long ago, Nancy Reagan would talk about mm-hmm. her astrologer. And yes, there were jokes about it, but boy, it was still spoken about with reverence, with respect and appreciation. And growing up, we used to talk about our sixth sense, our ESP, extrasensory perception, and it was normal. It was That was a way of life and empowering. So I think you're right. I think people have gotten away from it because they don't want to take responsibility or be in control. And now they're ready to get back to it. Mm. It's like on your show. That's why your show is so popular and and in demand because people want the information that you're sharing.
1: Well, and I think that, uh, so I've, I'm not about intuitive development, taught intuitive development, have taught intuitive development for many years. I think that We forget sometimes when we're looking at this from the outside, like what are those wacky people doing with the crystals? We forget the power of our imagination, Mm -hmm. not just as a way through which we receive and act on our intuition, but we forget our power of imagination to help us see a life that's different than what we have to help us see potential in other situations, to help us look at how there can be more than what's just in front of us. And sometimes when we are making fun of those forgotten tools of the universe, what we're doing is on purpose, shutting down our imagination. Do you know what I mean? I do. And
0: I talk actually a lot about this in my membership because with goddessology, your personality lends itself to whether you trust your intuition, whether you hear your intuition and then negate it, how you want to be like so much that you're afraid to voice your intuitive voice. And there are so many aspects of, we hear it. It's a natural part. It's a natural, just like our, our taste or our sight or our hearing, but then we squelch it because we want to be liked. We want to fit in. It is the way that we don't want to rock the boat and we want everyone to like us. And yet your intuition is within that's your personal private guidance system. And if you looked at, if you had a driver and you hired an Uber driver and he's taking you to where you want to go, but then someone else called him and said, but, Really, I know she wants to go there, but this place is more popular. This place, she'll have more fun. Well, no, not necessarily. So you want to stay on your course. And when you listen to your intuition, you listen to your best path. That's the best journey. And that's how I've manifested a farm, the love of my life, the amazing time with raising six kids as a single mom for 15 years. If it hadn't been for the Forgotten Tools, trusting my intuition, being kind and loving to myself again. Because, you know, as women, we kind of fall in that category of negating that as well. So I really believe there is a place for this. And we are reawakening to the power that is in your intuition in these forgotten tools. And it's what's being seen on your show as well. That's why people are driving and listening to it. They're excited about it. So I think more people are starting to awaken to it
1: and maybe a little bit of the of that stigma that you're talking about is coming off of it. I've noticed in your work that you're kind of reclaiming the word woo-woo and reclaiming <laughs> it like in a like in a good way like it's okay to say the word and talk mm-hmm. about it and when I see you on YouTube you're we're kind of there's a sense of humor we're laughing about it it's not always, although it's something that you treat with respect, it's not something that needs to always be taken a hundred percent seriously. And when you just shared, you were the single mom of six kids, I'm the mom of two and I'm partnered, but gosh, you need a sense of humor. I can't imagine if I've got six kids, I need six times the sense of humor, having that sense of humor and that ability to go with the flow feels key. And, and like those woo woo tools, that's a part of letting you continue to go with the flow. (laughs)
0: Yes, I like woo-woo because I say, you know, look, the woo-woo is woo-hoo. It really does make you celebrate. And I think sometimes people feel like I've got to do a crystal thingy a particular way. No, you don't. And to be completely transparent, when I first became a single mom of six kids, my mom, my support, my safety net died a week before my sixth baby was born. And so when I say I was completely alone, boy, did it feel really, really alone. And I was stressed and, and miserable. And I thought that's not fair to my kids. That is truly not fair to my kids. And God did a great job of providing so many earth angels, angels as well, just in my life to navigate that part to the point where I finally was able to remember, Trish, you, you were raised on this stuff. You grew up around this stuff. Go back to it. Remember. And when you work with fairies, joy just comes in. You can't help it. When you have a fairy working with you, it really does bring giggles all over again. Angels step in, they help you with your kids and by you trusting your intuition, you just say, no, you're not going to the party. And the kids are able to say, mom, I don't feel good about you going on that date. And they, they're they not saying it mean. They mean it sincerely. And it's a respect that builds and builds. And then you're equipping your kids with this power, this, this guidance system that they are going to feel really good about saying I don't need that friend in my life or that's not a good choice for me they can go but I'm not going to so you feel like oh my goodness these forgotten tools have created I feel like a success as a mom I'm not stressing out I feel like I have got control again and I'm having a really good time at it too so yeah I can imagine it just it's it's a journey isn't it just motherhood in itself as well
1: well and it and that sense of being to me motherhood is a lot it's a part of the spiritual path but it's also kind of a metaphor for the spiritual path because when you find yourself continually being called into conscious vulnerable connection with, uh, someone who needs you, whether they're, my kids are now 21 and 18, but what someone who needs you, it keeps you mindful every day, not just of the ways you're doing a great job, but also, I don't know about you, but I really stink up the place as a mom, right? I don't show up all the time as a great person on my spiritual path. I show up mean and grumpy and restrictive and foolish and flopping around the house. So that being called into daily compassionate hourly moment, every moment, um, kind of, um, intentional connection with someone who needs you is a good metaphor for how I think sometimes we're asked to show up on the spiritual path Mm -hmm. every day, every breath, exactly as you are, whether you're stinky and grumpy or having the best day ever to just keep showing up. And it sounds like with your kids and the way you've used the forgotten tools of the universe with your kids, you're building that good, good foundation.
0: Thank you, Karen. I just love you. (laughs) you are so right. And I don't want to give anyone the impression that I don't have horrible pity party kind of days because of course you, you create, you know, that's, that's part of life. That's part of the journey. And that's how we learn. So I can tell you mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year and whoo, it can get me too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even on non-mercury retrograde days, I can, I can get there and you're so right, but that's where you love yourself. And if the first, if if your listeners have nothing that they want to listen to this interview except this very special moment right here, right now, the secret to success in all things is begin with loving yourself. Because when you love and accept yourself, boy, you have so much more to give. You give yourself the the grace to make mistakes, to not be perfect. You give yourself the grace to explore and be learning just like your kids are in training, you know, they're training to be great kids, to be great adults. And you're in that process too. We all are in the process. And I feel like every day, there's going to be a new thing, that new hill, new whatever. But if you're kind to yourself, it really makes it easier. And I don't know about your kids' personalities, but you know, some of the personalities really are perfect perfectionists. They beat themselves up if it doesn't go right. They have such high expectations of themselves and, and it causes a lot of anxiety and stress. And boy, that can be really difficult for yeah. if they have to study or on a partner or whatever hole is held in that day. It just really can create a, a, a slippery slope for someone. So...
1: Oh. Yeah. you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Trish McKinley. We're talking about the forgotten tools of the universe and how we can use them to raise our vibration and uh, give us better lives. You can find out more about Trish and her work at TrishMcKinley.com. There's going to be spelling. Are you ready? I'm about to spell. It's T-R-I-S-H-M-C-K-I-N-N-L-E-Y, TrishMcKinley.com. Trish, you talked about working with fairies and I don't know anything about that or how we would start or if they're around, can you just sort of do a fairy 101? Sure, (laughs) yes.
0: You know, you remember fairies probably from Peter Pan and you see Tinkerbell. And when we're little, we talk about creating fairy houses out in the woods. The more you're outdoors, the more you really do have fairy connections. All of a sudden you see a really pretty leaf that's in the shape of a heart, or you hear a bird song and it just is distracting in a most beautiful, breathtaking kind of way. Maybe you suddenly smell flowers and it just makes you relax your shoulders. There's this joy that accompanies fairies and whether you believe in them or not, they exist. There's a lot of smack about it, just like the woo-woo <laughs> gets mm-hmm. a bad rap at times. But what I love about working with fairies is it if you will just exert a little, you'll get a lot back. And you, you start by having faith, by believing. And then the next step is go outdoors, go somewhere where you're connecting with natures. Fairies are the guardians of nature. They're there. They're older than humans. So they want to help. And there's some really great information at Findhorn Community where back in 1966, they actually have it where you can read about working with fairies and the the produce that was created, the land that was not to grow anything because it was sandy, just horrible. And yet, they had a 40 pound cabbage that they were able to grow and scientists got involved. So you don't have to have icky soil to engage with fairies, but you can even just connect with fairies outside. If you have a flower, maybe indoors, you have a flower that's just not particularly thriving. You don't know how I personally have a brown thumb <laughs> if it were for fairies. Oh my gosh, it'd be horrible. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of taking a breath when you go outside, you could sing a song, you can talk to fairies. I literally will tell stories about how grateful I am for the fairies. And thank you for taking care of the property. Thank you for watching over all of the animals and all of the beautiful grass and trees and nature that's involved. And then you start building a friendship with fairies. Just like you build a friendship with angels or reconnect and build a really bestie kind of relationship with your guardian angel. So when you are working with fairies, you're thanking them. People say, well, what about you're not supposed to take a favor from a fairy or or it could be dangerous or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> really? Well, there can be dangerous people out there too, but you truly don't attract negative people because you're spectacular you're you're a star you're dazzling you're bright and you're kind so no you're not going to attract that kind of energy so when you work with fairies you're not going to attract any negative kind of fairies because frankly they would they don't want to work with you either so so you're safe so go confidently ask fairies to engage with you ask for their help with flowers and say thank you other people say never say thank you really that's rude Always have manners, be kind, be kind to people, be kind to fairies, have manners with both. And then you're going to start seeing things. Like you might smell flowers that aren't there. You might see all of a sudden a bluebird that normally isn't there. You might suddenly see a cute little pebble that's just sparkly, it's pretty, and you're attracted to it. And you will intuitively have a sense, you'll just know it's from fairies. And what's interesting is fairies are just so a high vibration. They love the light. They love your light. They love your voice. Karen is a singer. She admitted this earlier because I was complimenting her <laughs> voice. So to all your, all your listeners, I am not a singer. You would pay me not to sing. So we could have Karen walking around and be following with her. But if she would be singing, fairies are attracted to that. So sing, whether you have a beautiful voice like Karen or more, (laughs) sing like I do, but sing, they love it. And they'll sing along with you and you'll feel company. You'll feel like someone's joining you and you'll feel joyous. And sometimes they will actually move things, shiny things, because they want to play with you. They want to, they want to keep you safe. So. I love that you're open to working with fairies. Thank you so much for letting me go on and on. (laughs) They're they're just so joyous. And they actually show up when I do my readings. Like even when I'm doing like live readings, people will comment, oh, was that a fairy that just flew behind you? And (laughs) yeah, it's really neat.
1: Yeah, you can see them. There's so much in what you're saying about allowing, allowing yourself to have the experience of the beautiful day, allowing like being open to that the shiny pebble may be from a fairy allowing yourself to look a little bit deeper into that sunlight to see, is that a fairy dip zipping around out there? So I love, I love what, I love what you're saying. Do you see fairies and angels on the same? Um, mm, Cause there's kind of a hierarchy and I'm not sure the hierarchy is real, but we as human beings love to make hierarchies. We like to put things in like in order and, in, and give them ranks. How do you compare fairies and angels? Ooh, that's such a great
0: question. Thank you. So with angels, angels don't have an ego whatsoever. I would say it's like their emotion is love. So it's love, 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 love. With fairies, you can hurt their feelings. Yes, they are guardians of nature. Yes, they are like the angels of nature type of energy, but they can die and so they're not the same type of spirit mm. guide or energy as an angel, but both are there. If I'm asking about healing, I will ask Archangel Raphael, I will create an energy ball and ask for angel healing, but with that actual hands-on, I'm calling on fairies, please help me, help me find the right herb, help me find the right doctor, help me find this right thing that's going to help, you know, my baby feel better or my pet feel better. So they work really well hand in hand. And why not have a team? We have teams of experts on all these other subjects. Why wouldn't you want a team of experts in your interests?
1: Hmm. For listeners who are maybe getting the feeling from listening to you that these forgotten tools maybe would be okay to explore and they might like to play with this a little bit. What's Is there something practical that somebody could do like right now or do today that will start to open them up to these forgotten tools while still keeping them feeling safe? Sometimes people get nervous about going into this stuff because they think, as you kind of alluded to before, they think it's going to be dangerous. They think it's going to be scary. Is there something that a listener could do that opens them up in a really safe way? Absolutely. The
0: easiest way most beneficial way for every part of you physically mentally spiritually is write in your gratitude journal every night even if it's just one thing that you can say I'm really grateful for my talk with Karen today Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really grateful for this glass of water that I got in three glasses of water today and and You know, even though maybe your goal was eight, but if you could just write even one to three things would be ideal. But if you could write one thing in your gratitude journal, what happens is night after night, if you will write in your gratitude journal, you start to open up. Your soul begins to really soften a little bit towards your intuition, which then opens to your angel communication, which then opens to all those other forgotten tools and your connection with them, because you are innately and divinely connected to all those things. So writing in a gratitude journal is something really comfortable. You're going to have the benefits
1: immediately and long-term. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I know we just have a few minutes left. Can you say a little bit about how the listeners can get in touch with you and find out more about the work you do? Thank you. I would love for people to
0: contact me. I'm at Trish McKinley. It's two N's because I'm twice the fun (laughs) on on Instagram. Of course, I have a Facebook page. It's Trish McKinley underscore author. And it's um, on YouTube. It's YouTube.com Trish or tune in with Trish. But go to my website at trishmckinley.com and you can find all of those links there, of course. But you know, the thing that has me most excited is really hearing from your listeners how they tried one thing and and the results they got. The excitement that I know is just waiting to be uncovered, unwrapped. And we're going to be celebrating because they're going to say, oh my gosh, do you remember when? And now my life is like, and we're going to be celebrating.
1: How do you keep your vibration so high?
0: i act it's a choice, and I think that's an important thing too. You know we can no matter what your goddess personality is, we still are in control of our choices of our thoughts, and when i'm I'm kind to myself i I do say bless my heart, I mean it in a loving way, not mm-hmm. the other way that people will tease me. I give myself breaks and i I allow myself to choose. Joy, choose to be happy, even when things are really rough. And, and I could say to someone, look, you really have no idea of my shoes. But you know what? They really wouldn't care either. But <laughs> if I'm going to be happy, it's up to me. So I, I make that choice. Now, I do cheat and I will play fun music. I make sure I'm drinking my water because I want all of that flowing. Um, when I'm really, really a cranky stinker, I do get out my smudge stick. I try to smudge once a week at least. I know when I get really in a foul mood. Oh, I was mad the other day. And boy, fairies... <laughs> they locked my keys in my car so I had to kiss and make up and (laughs) so it is fun so thank you thank you for this time thank you so much for letting me share this message and messages from the forgotten tools your fairies your power animals your angels thank you and thank you for
1: all the work you're doing oh you're very welcome and I love that you say that and it's a reminder that it's Mm, that it's always a choice that when you open to this to the woo-woo, when you open to the magic or you open to the like the bigness of your divine connection, it's still you opening. So nothing comes and takes over you. And yes, your life changes. And yes, there's a lot more to explore. And yes, it's fun. And yes, it, yes, all those things are true, but it's still you having the experience. And so remembering your free will, your agency, your divine connection, your, what I would call your guides or your fairies, your angels, your inner wide self, you're protected as you make these choices. I don't think it's cheating Trish to put on the fun music. I think at least for me, that fun music is another tool. The, smudging is another tool stamping around until I make myself laugh at how foolish I'm being that to me right that's another tool (laughs) our ability to look at ourselves honestly and to live our lives with vulnerability and compassion and truth I mean that's that's where all the best stuff is I think so there, that's me. Yes,
0: <laughs> I totally agree. Yay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes.
1: We have been talking with Trish McKinley and you can find out more about Trish and her work at trishmckinley.com. That's T R I S H M C K I N N L E Y ycom Lots there for you to check into. And of course, you're always welcome over at KarenHager.com. It's a great place to find out about what's coming up next on this radio program. You can check out new classes. You can even book a private intuitive session with me if you're so inclined. That's at KarenHager.com. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Fog City Psychic over there and I've started to post these podcasts on YouTube now and I'm not as cool as Trish because she's got a bazillion followers and she's got like 21 squillion episodes I've got I don't know one guy somewhere following me and like four episodes but I'm I'm trying I'm working on it so come find me on YouTube if you search for Karen Hager my smiling face should pop right up there for you and thank you for listening today together we are spreading a little more light in the world And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.